Hello, my name is Mike, and this is Chad. Hi. <laughs> we, we are two very different people with one very big thing in common. As we develop this story, I'm sure you'll realise our shared condition. What we hope to explain here is how we came to be the people we are now, and some of the things we do to maintain our lives in a good, orderly direction and on a daily basis. Chad. Well, Mike, you say about uh, orderly direction, I just, I had no direction. Uh, so just finding a direction, whether it's orderly or not at the moment, that'll be what, what happens when I find it. But I had no direct direction at all. So, uh, you know. Um, uh, well, you, you said to me the other day, Chad, we, we were sat down and we were talking and you said, you sound so different to me. Well, yeah, it was, it was just a cheeky moment. It really, what it was, was because I don't talk like this because I, I, it's made up. It's just how I've always talked and as we've been speaking about. And um, you speak so well. And uh, I just said, you sound like you've been a school and I sound like I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I have been a school. It just sounds like I ain't. And you sound like you went to the best school. And uh, I didn't go to school at all. But it's not, it's not like that. You know, and it's just, you know, two different people speaking differently, but I've got one common, not interest, but one common thing that bring them together. Because this, for me, I mean, as I said earlier, when we was talking earlier on, um, I would never have spoke to you, not out of disrespect, because what would we have in common? And you you might have looked over and thought, well, he's, he's not that's my sort of person that have anything to that I'd be interested in. Maybe I don't know. Again, there's me telling you what mm. you're thinking. Well, there, there you are, Chad. I mean, I think that's, in some ways, that's a universal thing where all types mm. of people build up barriers. And the barriers really are fear-based, aren't they? They're, they're there that you put them up in order to protect yourself. And then you hide behind a veneer of either you know, being Mr. Angry, or, or in my case, it was always, um, well, you know, Mike's, Mike's always laughing. I, and I remember, at, I think it was at school, somebody said to me once, oh, smiley boy, smiley, you're always smiling. And I took that as, I really took offence to that. And, and it hurt me, you know, and, and, and I'm mentioning that now. And I'm 68 years old, you know, and that was that was a, a little poisoned arrow that was was thrown in and, and, and got under my flesh a very, very long time ago. And I was I was very fragile and I still am fragile to that kind of thing. Um, but I've changed. Um, but I've I've still got those essential weaknesses and frailties. I mean, I don't know what you think. Well, about I never that. thought I I never thought I had any weaknesses or frailties. And when I looked upon other people, it was about what I what I perceived what they were was what I thought they were and what the, I thought what I knew what they thought. And mm. um, and speaking to people like yourself, um, I find out a different view of people. So, I mean, we've had several chats and our common, our common in, in, let's call it interest, was, um, has got us to talk about other stuff that we'd, we'd have never spoke about. 
I would never have met him, met you. I would never have spoke to you or anything. Now we're talking about the same sort of thing, and we've mm. we've had several laughs. Is that? I mean, do you think? Do you think actually that we're growing up? Well, that's what they say in. Um, in certain fellowships. In certain fellowships, yeah, they yeah. say, uh, like, step one, two, and three is uh, is giving up. Step four, five, and six is uh, owning up. Mm. Step f- seven, eight, and nine is making up, and ten, eleven, and twelve is growing up. Right. Yeah, because mm. how I see it when I when I started this journey was, um, you know, I said to my parents, um, I mean, my mum has passed away, but my dad and his wife, um, I said to them, I feel like I'm going back to being 15 again. I've got to learn Mm. it all over again. Because Mm. I did stuff a certain way and, um, and and I thought that was the way. And then I look back on it and find out, what was you doing in all that time? So I had to go back to where I didn't do that. And it was when I was about 15, 16. And I started this journey of, that led me to where I am, led me to where I am, I got to. And then I started another journey, which is, is, is in, in the fellowship. And, um, mm. But and, a, a lot, along the way, you've, you've created, and I certainly created, a, a lot of damage, really. A damage to other people and damage to myself. Not, um, not, not, not knowingly. Not, n- not knowingly, because no. you didn't look at it like it was. Mm. You just thought that's how it was, and and then, or in it's my very. Case, it, you know, I'm sorry to go over you, huh? Chad. It's it's me. When, sometimes when I think about my condition and the way I was, it's yes, it's very very self-centered and very selfish, but also I think very cowardly in some ways. You know, yeah. I, you know, I was not able to own up to no uh, my, my my fears or weaknesses no i wasn't well when i was in <laughs> when i was in when i to first acknowledge what was happening and what i needed to do and went into rehab the uh the therapist the, the psychologist there said to me um i think i've got what you what, what your problem is and i said really so i crossed my arms body language again <laughs> what do you know you don't know nothing Mm. about me, you don't know nothing at all. And she's a psychologist, so she'd been watching me, listening to me. Mm. And she said, I think you're frightened of being frightened. And I went, <laughs> you, you what? Frightened of being frightened? Shut what are you talking about? She said, go away and have a think about it. And I, I thought, I went back to my room and I thought, I, I actually broke down in tears because I thought it's the first person that's ever understood that I was mm. frightened. I was never allowed to be frightened. I was never mm. allowed to be frightened, show fear or anything. And can I ask you a question? Chad, now, I mean, do you allow yourself to be emotional now and, oh. to, and to cry? Um, I cry. I, I've never allowed, you couldn't cry in my, let's call it an arena I lived in. You couldn't show that. You couldn't cry because it wasn't acceptable. Um, I just didn't. I grew up in a family of six, um, five, other, five other boys, five brothers. And you just didn't do it, and I was the one they looked up to. And in my arena, you're not allowed to. Since being in the fellowship and finding out, I know we say about the worst thing is you get your feelings back, but the best thing is you get your feelings back. Sometimes it's, it's, 
when I do a charity, I get upset. I get upset and it's emotional. I cry. I've cried in front of other men. I've never mm. done that. I've never mm. done that in my life. And the interesting never. thing, the interesting thing there, Chad, is that um, actually I think possibly the first time I ever came across you was was when you were doing a chair in a meeting, and and you and you did uh, get very emotional, and I think you were on the point of tears. Mm. Um, but what that what that opened up, I think, in the room. Well, my experience of what what it did in the room, anyway, was it got people to connect with you and to connect with their own feelings. And far from people judging you or, or thinking that you were weak in any way, it, it makes them, or it certainly makes me, more reflective of... of Shows vulnerability. Yes, and, and, and humility. And, mm. and, and, and that, that's very powerful, particularly coming from somebody who, you know, only minutes before had... had um, admitted that, you know, you'd been shot a couple of times and stabbed and, you know, life had been, well, in, you just said it, you, violent, you, violent you know, and you spoke about your life as, as being an arena or, you know, and, and for me, I suppose, I, I love metaphors and I love images. I, I write a lot of poetry and, um, you know, so it, it's like you're in the ring of life. You are a, you've always been a pugilist, you know, a, a boxer, somebody that's ready to put your fists up. Yeah. Um, and surrounded by them sort of other gladiators. I don't know if I can be big-headed enough to say gladiators, cause, but you're in that sort of arena. I say yeah. arena because it was an arena. It was a, it was a gladiatorial arena. And yeah. um, it's just a... But we talk, I think... You know, what you're saying there, I think your arena, when you're in it, it seems to be the only thing of, of any relevance. But actually, when, when, you, when your life is circumscribed like that, it becomes very small, actually, doesn't it? Mm. And, and that's the only kind of life that you know and anything outside is frightening or something that, you know... It's not... I don't know. You don't you don't deal with that. You you, you, you don't um, you don't think about that because you're in this bubble, and and everything out here. I mean, I had two lives. I had my home life with three children and a wife, and I had my outside the house life. And when I was outside, I was that way. When I was inside the house, I wasn't that way. Um, but it showed its ugly head down again. Mm. But I, you're in that bubble, and you don't consider any. Because everybody around me was doing the same thing. Mm. Were you? Were you? Or are you? Probably more. To, were you an aggressive, angry man? Yeah. You, you were. Were you yeah. violent? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it's a very. It's very interesting that to me because at the drop of a hat. Really. Really. Yeah. Mm. Really. At the drop of a hat, just I could get annoyed in an empty room. <laughs> no, really good. <laughs> I could get annoyed with myself. Some people, some people have said to me, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some people, and it's not about, you know, we say people, places and things. People have said, you could have a row in an empty room. I said, yeah, yeah I know. I'd have a row with myself. Well, I do that, but I internalise things and I damage myself, my psyche and my soul. Um, and, I, and, and that's... That in itself is very, very wounding. I, I, I think I got that from my, the relationship I had with my father, which was a very, very bad one. 
Um, uh, and I can't, you know, I'm still trying to get to grips with it. Um, I remember when he, when he finally passed away, um, I, I was asked to go to the funeral you know, and I went and I didn't feel a thing, you know, I, I felt completely detached from anything to do with him and all I've ever felt are, are, are negative things. And at the end of his life, just before he died, he, he called me into the room and my, my mother was there. He'd had a couple of strokes and so his, his language wasn't brilliant, but he, 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 he was able to, to say, to motion to me to sit down. And he had me in front of my mother and he wanted to say something to me. And I thought, oh, I wonder what this is. Maybe he's going to say sorry or something like that. Mm. And he proceeded to say to me, with with a sort of mangled voice that he had, I've never loved you. Oh my God! And you know, and again, that really that really hurts. But these were yeah. these were his, his last words to me. You know, um, and so you know, I I I I've managed now. I, I I pray for him at night, and I try not to have any resentment towards my memory of that um but it, you know we we all have things in our background that is uh, are, are difficult and i have a son yeah. that uh, that i don't who, who doesn't want to see me now from my first marriage because of my behavior because of my drinking and and because of the pain and the trauma that was caused to him and i can completely understand yeah, how he feels and why he feels like that but it is, nevertheless, it's very painful. And again, I pray for him every night, you know, and I, I hope his life is, is, is full and rounded and, and successful, but... You yeah, know, but I, 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 what you say about your dad, dad there, the story with your dad, about these things that affect you earlier on with emotions and that. My dad wasn't there. Uh, he, was, he was always around. I lived with my mum, and um, he was my hero. When he was around, he was just my hero. And I looked mm -hmm. up to him like a, you'd look up to a superstar. Mm. And, and, and obviously a hero, and um, but when he wasn't there, I had friends that had their dads there, and they did things for their sons that um, I didn't get to. So I did things that their dads did for them. I did it for myself, which is mm. how I turned into being out on the streets, looking after myself. Mm. If there was a, a bully involved, I had to deal with the bully, and I had to mm. fight the bully and beat the bully. Because yeah. my dad wasn't there to smack him around the ear roll and say, don't yeah. touch my son, sort of yeah. that sort of thing. But yeah. I love my dad, and I still love my dad, and he's he's still my hero. But, um, yeah, um, with my children, um, me being a dad, I wasn't a very good dad. I did all the right things. I did all the, the things I should do, but I didn't, um, that I was meant to do, but I didn't do yeah. all the things I should do. I didn't yeah. do the cuddle, kiss, love you, I did the, I went to the school, um, the uh, parents' evenings. I made sure they were clothed. I made sure they had food on the table. I made sure our bills were paid. I made sure everything else. But I didn't give them a cuddle and tell them I love them. I didn't read them a story. And I didn't do all the dad things. I did all the, the guardian things sort of thing. Yeah. And I don't speak to a couple of my children now, but... Um, uh, so that window of opportunity has, has, has been lost, has it? No, not 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 necessarily. It's that um, my daughter, because she watched me grow up. Uh, she watched when she grew up. She um, she uh, she seen me doing the things I did, 
And I got away with it, and, and I was I got everything I wanted. Mm. And my daughter, my wife says, my you, my daughter, my daughter's so so like me. So now mm. she doesn't want to speak to me. <laughs> I wouldn't want to speak to me yeah. if I was like that. But I'm mm. not like that now, and she doesn't get the chance to see that. But mm. that's okay. That's okay mm. because after all the damage I did, as we spoke about before, the devastation of the mess we left in our wake. Mm. Over a period of years, do I expect after being 15 months sober that to be repaired that quickly? Will it be repaired after five years, ten years? I don't know. I've got no. no all I am is hoping that one day it does, mm. and and that's all I can I can I can ask for. But if it doesn't, then that's um. Yeah, well, people like us really are. We are works in progress, aren't we? Absolutely, every day. Yeah. And, and I think that's the beauty of, of, of what we do. Chad, do you mind if I read you a poem? No, sir. Um, sure. I, 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 I find poetry is, is like um, catharsis. It's, it, 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 it's healing for me, and, it, and it's, it's about me getting my voice back and being, in a very s small way, being courageous. What does catharsis mean? Catharsis is really is, is healing. Healing, oh, right. healing really through sharing. Okay, and, and, cool. and opening up yeah. and, and, and sharing back. It, it, I think I, I get that experience of catharsis in the rooms where we are, we make that connection with one another and we share honestly and, and it gives other people the opportunity to relate to how other people have been, how they've, how they've experienced We things. were getting on to catharsis, but I, I left school by then. So <laughs> <laughs> That was the next book. <laughs> okay. Well, I think I've I've said, you know, roughly what catharsis is, but but it it does being able to to read a poem like this and in front of you and in front of people like you Chad mm -hmm. who who I would if I'm honest think they would think it's rubbish and they'd tell me to shut up or go away, you know. Um, and I know you're not like that. I know you're open-minded now. Mm, mm. But, uh, you know, that's, it's, a learning pro it's a learning process. And, and I am getting braver as I get older and, and longer in, in, in my sobriety and, and in my experience of, of, you know, enjoying life on life's terms. So this one is called, um, and Chad, if you don't like it, you by all means say so. But um, it's, this is called... A prayer. Fear in its own crescendo rising, deep inside, conspiring with the little fears that dance, like feathers on the tendrils of lungs, like marionettes besmirched by hot smoke and nicotine that may stay the nerves. Placate me for a while, render me dumb, numb, to incessant calls. O oh, big man, help! Let freedom call, release me from the stench of false needs. My f pleading fingers crave a steepled gate, a place from which to step, away from servitude, where magic is commonplace, a normal thing. I'm tired of the shattered ornaments my ego craves, all the ephemera I have chased. Big man, please, take me down and suffer me to be a friend in no more need. And that's, that's my prayer. See, with, 
something like that. If I understood the words, what they meant, right, I know, and for what I get from that, that was something, you're looking for something to change something, change something about yourself or, or with help to change and just some help to do something, do something with me, do something mm. with, help me do something with myself. Mm. That's what I got from that. But then maybe I don't understand, because I don't understand the words, what, what, what all them words, what, what, what did we say there? Things like... Um, um, from servitude. I mean, I've heard them, but I don't know. And all the what was that say? Um, ephemera. Ephemera. See, yeah. if I knew what they meant, I'd be able to get more understand it a bit more. But I don't know if that's the the, the gist of the was of the poem. Over, uh, yeah, overall, looking for someone, a higher power, or something like that. Yeah. Someone give me something so I can change or help mm. me. Do something else with, or mm. give me a chance at something else. Is that, is that, is yeah, that over, I, overall? I, I think it is. I think it is. I think a lot of um, my poetry is dealing with the feeling of me being small, in, mm -hmm. insignificant, and wanting to find uh, just a voice, really, I suppose, or a voice that I can be comfortable with, that comforts me, maybe comforts other people. But also it's, it's a bit like writing poetry for me and, and, and that kind of poetry. And, I, and I, I can write more upbeat poetry. And, and often people will say to me, well, you know, can't, can't you, everything you write, everything is so sad, so deep. We, I want something lighter. Uh, you know, and I can do that. But, you know, our conversation, what we're speaking about here and the, and the knocking back and forth is, I think, an example of what I'm uh, really interested in. And, and that's just finding out more about myself, but also more about the human condition. Yeah. Um, do you know something that's just hit me? And this is just... It's like being in the rooms talking mm. to you. Um, it really is. Because when you speak, you can hear something one-on-one, -on -one, four or five people, 20 people, 30 people. You might hear something that goes, okay, you're saying you wanted to... And I've heard this a lot of times, people saying they feel not good enough, they feel not, not I need to be more, I need to be more. Mm. Well, my, mine, in a sort of way, was the opposite. I was... It was all bullshit. <laughs> it, it wasn't. It wasn't me being who I am because this is who I am. I think now, this mm. is who I was always been. Mm. But I put it out there. Didn't want. But I was so loud. I was so. If I was in a room, you knew I was there, or I made sure you knew I was there. And even if you weren't nothing to do with me, you knew who's that guy over there. He's. He, he seems to be in. Something he's got, a, he's got a presence, he's got a, oh, yeah. I had a presence, even mm. being a little guy. Maybe that's because I was a little guy and I mm. didn't have a, have a statue like a, a, a presence, a physical presence. Mm. I wanted them to know that I was there and I had to be. And I was loud, even when I wasn't had a drink, but I had to be popular, I had to be in the mm. thing. And do you know something I want now, Mike? Mm. I want to sit back and watch everything else. I don't mm. want to be that person, I don't mm. want to be, I don't want to be. I want to go and watch everyone else. So, it's a, you, so you're, you're actually quite happy to be a spectator. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I have had spectators all around me all my life because mm. I, I made people listen to me, 
Now I want to listen to everybody else, and I want mm. to be exactly a spectator. And then I might have, if it's appropriate, I now know what's a pro- what I think is appropriate and not. Mm. I'll contribute to that situation mm. or that conversation when I feel it's right. And that presumably is is if I get you right, is when you think it could be helpful. Yeah, yeah. And or, if it's not, yeah. I, I now know. Don't say what's going on in your head because yeah. my head yeah. is whatever I want to say, whatever mm. I've learned now to, to to how to be or how to treat other people and treat myself is that sometimes what goes, I'm still in there and my defaults of character or whatever they are um, are still in there. So I can say um, things that are be, might be inappropriate, but I'll think about them, think how that other person is being big-headed, thinking how that other person might, might perceive that and go, no, I don't think that that would come across right and I don't do it. But before, mm. I didn't give a shit. I just said, mm. you know, whatever... Um, mm. I, don't, I don't care because yeah. I'd end up having a row, an argument. I'd mm. win that or I'd walk away and I wouldn't have nothing else to do with you. And I didn't have, this is why I didn't have a lot of, res- a lot, a lot of resentments like in the workplace or outside with colleagues and all that because it was two choices. I have had a fight with you, <laughs> I walked away from you and never spoke to you again mm. and found someone else because I was so popular, I thought. Mm. Um, that I could lose that group, and I could have because I've got this group, mm. and I could be in another another arena, as I said, mm. instead of that group. So I didn't need you. Mm. So why would I want to? You know, I didn't have resentments where I had to. I, I've got to make up for people because it, it was either you don't like my way, then mm. see you later. You and, do that, like, and that kind of behaviour is is actually life limiting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Absolutely, and and I, you know, I, I think that we, you and I, and the and people like us, have starting to to create a little bit of space in that around the table in our head where we used to just have one chair and and and, and it was our name on 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 the you know, in front of that chair, and that was the only one that we were going to listen to. Yeah. Whereas now there are several chairs around that table and we, we invite other people to come in and have a, a, an opinion and a conversation and we will kind of listen to them and we're willing to engage, I hope, and, and be teachable, you know. Well, listening, listening to myself and not listening to anyone else and knowing everything and being the, the ultimate information system to myself got me into the fellowship Mm. Um, what's kept me in the fellowship is listening to everybody else Mm. Um, I just well I think actually Chad I think that's a very good place to finish what we've just been saying Mm. and we've got half an hour up so I'm going to say it's goodbye from Mike and it's Goodbye from Chad. (laughs) Thank you very much, Chad.